Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Beer League, the show where we give our non-expert expert opinions on anything and everything. This week, it is a lone wolf kind of podcast. It's just old school, me and Eric. Well, it's yeah. not, I was going to say in studio together, but we still got Eric in Minnesota. We got him on the FaceTime. Um, I, I feel good about this. I feel good. Yeah, no, it's it's just like the first podcast we ever had. I remember we talked about Matt Nagy getting signed on our very first podcast. We did it like it was like at two in the morning um, after a. Can you? Are you there? Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, what'd you say about Matt Nagy? Yeah, I just said uh, like, do you remember when like we just signed Matt Nagy? Like that was that was like our first podcast we had. It was like right when we signed Matt Nagy, you brought me on and we talked about that. And like it was like after the bars in Chicago. So that was that was on how about that podcast? That was the old podcast. Yeah, that was the old podcast. Yeah, that was the old one. But that was the first one we ever did. Like I remember that, and then like I remember we talked about Matt Nagy on that one. Yeah. Um, wow. That's crazy. That's almost two years from, that's almost two years ago. That's insane. Yeah. Now look look at us now. I'm talking to you at my phone. So we're, we're making, (laughs) we're making moves. Um, okay. Yeah. This week. So it's just me and beer. Um, secret dragon is doing secret dragon shit. I, I don't know what he's doing. Um, Nick is also kind of being secret dragon because I don't really know what he's doing. He just said he just couldn't make it. Um, Hopefully he's just not injured again. We can only hope that. Um, but, you know, we are going to do a little bit different of a podcast. We're not going to do a full time out. We're not going to do a rank. Um, we're going to do kind of more of like betting picks and just football talk and kind of just talk about whatever we want. It might be a shorter episode. Um, so without any further ado, let's just get right to it. Cool. <clears throat> okay. Um, so, Eric, how you been? I'm doing well, doing well. I actually had a pretty, it was like a relaxing weekend, just like without the bears like playing this weekend. Um, it was kind of nice. Like I grilled, I, I broke out the smoker, grilled some, some ribs and, and, uh, made some salmon for Jenny and like watched football without being like too stressed out. Um, but yeah, I, it was a fun, fun Thursday night, but what about you? How was your weekend? It was good, dude. You've been smoking a lot of meats. Dude, it's like, I'm getting really into it. I was looking at, like, so I have, like, a smoker that's kind of like an egg-shaped smoker. It's small. It's, like, two, it was, like, basically the cheapest one you can get online. And um, right now, like, I was, I caught myself looking at, like, like, $1,200 smokers, like, trying to upgrade already. Like, (laughs) but, uh, uh, but no, it's, like, it's fun, especially because it's just so good. Like, I, I keep telling myself. I don't think I've ever had better ribs than the ribs I made. And that's like a problem. Like I can make the best ribs I've ever had. I'm gonna... Oh, why does it keep cutting off? Can you finish your last sentence and cut off a little bit? I don't know. Um, but yeah, I said that, uh, like if I can keep making the best ribs ever, then I like, I, I keep saying to myself that these are the best ribs that I've ever had. So if I can keep making them like for myself, I'm going to keep doing it over and over again. Mm-hmm. So it's just kind of like a, you know, <laughs> I catch myself in that, that situation. Do Are you doing like your own, uh, like rib rub and stuff too? Yeah. Yeah. I use a, a rib rub that, um, like I, I can make one. I make one with like salt, pepper and like, um, brown sugar. And then there's like ones I'm buying like some rubs online. That's what I did today is I bought some more dry rubs cause I'm running out. Hmm. Damn. Dude, that sounds so good. I love ribs. I don't eat a lot of ribs. Um, uh-huh. 
Have you smoked anything else? Or are you mainly ribs right now? Just ribs. So I, I made salmon. That was the big thing for Jenny is that I smoked salmon. Um, and that was an interesting process. I had to dry cure it for like 12 hours. And then I had to let it sit overnight to like, I don't know what it was. It was some process, but uh, let it sit overnight and then smoked it for about four, four hours. And it, she said it was like so good. And I tried it. It was, it was pretty good. I'm not a big salmon guy, but like it's pretty dang good. So yeah, it's, we're starting to expand um, as well. See, that's crazy because you're a big bear guy. Bears love salmon, the running of the salmon. So you, I would think that you would just love uh, salmon. Exactly. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's weird. It's like the one fish that I'm like kind of like, eh, I don't know. Um, but normally I'm like excited because I think this weekend I'm going to go get like a chuck roast maybe and then cut that up. I'm going to try to make like a poor man's burn ends again. I think that's my goal. Oh, man, I'm so jealous. I love burn ends. I don't eat them a lot. Because, I mean, as you can imagine, there's not a ton right now, like, where we live. Because, right. like, the only place I know is is Sheffield's. But, like, their burnt ends, I'm not going to lie, they're just not very good. They got, like, a good pulled pork, and their ribs are very mediocre. So, it's like, I don't even trust their burnt ends. But when I was in Austin, we went to this place where you bought, you bought, it, so it was like a restaurant, but it was kind of like a deli. Where it's like, mm-hmm. uh, you know you could buy a rib by a counter rib, a pound of rib, you know, weight limit and stuff. And I remember we got two pounds of burn ends just for the table. And Oh my God. I mean, you could just pop those things. It's, it's dangerous. It's scary. Two, two pounds of burn ends just for the table. Is that what you said? Yeah. I mean, there was, it was a bachelor party, so we had a lot of people, but, oh, man. but it was good <laughs> to have a couple of that nuggets in there. <laughs> um, yeah, my, my weekend was good. Um, I golfed Saturday and Sunday. Um, Saturday, I played with my dad and brother. It was a lot of fun. I played pretty well. I shot 79. I was very happy with that. Um, the bombs off the tee have, have just been cooking still. Um, I had that going into Sunday. Sunday, it's just my irons were, eh, what are you going to do? Like, I mean, it just wasn't working. I couldn't hit. I think I only hit like one green in regulation. I shot 88. I'm okay with it. Whatever. Um, moving on. Um, Sunday was a good day. I, what did I do? Or no, Sunday I golfed. And then when I got home, um, I just watched the afternoon games. I saw Dak Prescott's injury, which, oh, Ooh. oh, it, dude, that was, it was hard to watch. And even they stopped replaying it after a while. Cause it's, they probably were like, yeah, this is too much. Yeah, it was pretty gross. It's one of those, you know, I watched a couple of plays happen live. I remember I watched when I was young, Tony Gonzalez's, Tony Gonzalez break his leg um, when he was uh, like on the Chiefs like super long time ago. And it's just one of those things you'll remember like watching that happen. And like I remember Zach Miller's injury like that. It's like one of those injuries where it's just like, oh, shoot, your your foot should not be spinning that way. Yeah. You know, it so. definitely should not be pointing a different direction. Yeah. It's just one of those football injuries. That's just and like you know they talk about it right away. He's playing on a franchise tag. Like that's insane. Like that's exactly why players hate the franchise tag. Literally yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I felt I felt really bad for him. Um, even though I'm not like a huge Cowboys fan, I, I I've always liked Dick Prescott. He's he's been fine. Um, you you it doesn't matter who you root for. You never want to see an injury like that. Mm-hmm. And it's like I kept I don't understand why they kept mentioning like oh you like do you see him he was crying it's like yeah because his foot was facing a different direction than any other foot in the world like yes 
you would probably be crying too. They're like, yeah, he looked really upset. It's like, yeah, what are you talking about? The guy just broke his foot. Like, come on, broke his ankle. Come on. Yeah, it's like, it's just so, like, you can't even, honestly, like, watching him, he, like, didn't seem to be that, like, crazy in pain, you know? Like, you couldn't really tell besides, like, him, like, in tears uh, on the cart going away. It was, like, really bad, but he just seemed like, oh, my God, what just happened? Oh, my God, oh, my God. Like, you could tell. I don't know. It's it's one of those injuries, you know? Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like adrenaline has to play a big role in that. I bet yeah. about a half hour later when he was, like, still on the way to the hospital, it, that's when the pain. But hopefully they gave him some painkillers. I assume they did. I, I don't think yeah. they wouldn't. Um, let's talk into some lighter news. Let's go straight into it. Let's just talk Bears. Bears take down oh. Tom Brady. Um, they looked very mediocre doing it. Um, so, for, first off, even before we talk about the game, I know you're big into watching the press conferences. So, what do you think about Nagy calling out the offense and holding them accountable? Yeah, so that, like, that happened the day after. So normally Nagy's very, he seemed, like, very, like, chill very during the first press conference. He was like, I got to watch tape. But then he watched the tape, and he was, like, he was fuming. I've never seen Nagy, and they even they even asked him. I don't know if you watched it, but I watched it. And one of the reporters asked him, like, straight up, like, hey, this is the most angry we've ever seen you like like is this did something click like what happened he's like no it's just lack of details is something that just can't happen it's just one of those things that he's like literally the lighting a fire in the offense ass and you know i don't like the excuse to the whole false excuse which is like oh you got to give him a couple games to like get into like you know rhythm i'm like bs they made the choice to start him in an nfl football game like they better like expect it like don't just say he needs a couple games no like no so it's just it's it was an interesting it was cool to see him like let's see let's see how the players react because like everyone's talking about how great our culture is right now and now it's like there's someone's testing it let's see how they react dude but i i love i loved it dude you gotta hold these guys accountable i mean we did look sloppy i mean i was talking mad shit in the group chat during the game it 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 just i can see why he's mad because you can tell that there's so we knew something had to be wrong because especially in the first 30 minutes pretty much 30 minutes of that game we looked like dog shit so you can't really walk in there and be like wow they're they're really killing it nick Foles is killing it you know until the last like two minutes when they scored the two touchdowns um but i knew something was up um my whole thing was i kept struggling with this is it really the quarterback or is it the play calling? Because some of the plays piss me the fuck off. And they get me heated. I hate... Like, I think it was Tom that uh, mentioned in our group chat. He was like, man, someone should put on a betting app the amount of checkdowns the Bears have. And it's like, dude, that's a good point, though. We check down a lot. Yeah, I, that, I did notice that, too. And I just think like, you could even make a decision. I don't... The play calling is true. I think the play calling was a bigger issue against the Colts. We were way less predictable. We were way less predictable this last game against the Bucks. And then the Bucks defense is like pretty dang good. Um, so I was like, I was almost gonna let it slide a little bit on Aggie's play calling just because I saw improvement from the week before. Um, so I couldn't really. It's hard to it's hard to get on them. But one thing I will say um, is. Uh, 
like with the play calling that we didn't really see with Mitch are a lot of these catch on the run plays by Cordero Patterson. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like, mm-hmm. like these swing passes where he'll catch them and all of a sudden he's got 15 yards. Like, do you remember those plays? Yeah. Yeah. So like, you know, Cordero Patterson will kind of like wheel out from like the backfield and then catch the ball in stride, like running up to the sideline almost and like catch it for like 10 yards. We never could see that with Mitch. But now we got holes and he's literally diming it. Like in their hands, like only wish Tree Cohen was healthy right now. Like he'd be perfect for those types of plays too. So just we're seeing different types of plays already when we were kind of like led to believe that the same plays would happen, but we're already seeing different ones based on like the quarterback ability. I don't know what you've seen. So that's really funny that you mentioned the Tree Cohen thing. So I went out to dinner on Friday night with uh, one of my buddies and their girlfriend and me and his name's Steve. He's a listener of the podcast. Shout out Steve. Mm-hmm. Um, we were talking and I, I brought up that thing to him. I was like, what do you think it's more? Do you think it's the, the play calling or the quarterback? Cause I'm not going to lie. It's I've said on this podcast multiple, multiple times, just talking shit about the quarterback and maybe not even touching. Oh no, that's not true. Cause we talked about running the ball. So I would call mm-hmm. that, I would consider that under play calling as well. Um, but he, he brought up a thing where he said in the Colts game, he looked like we were trying to do plays for Tariq Cohen. Who's hurt. So it's funny that you mentioned that. Cause I was like, I totally see that. It's like some yeah. of these plays you would think like, wow, if Tariq Cohen was in here, he could break those, but you're there plays designed for him. And you're just trying to force it into another person's hand. And he's, you know, he's a very unique talent. So. Right, right. Exactly. And that's, it's, that's kind of like what you saw is that, Cordell Patterson can fill some of those plays, just not all of them. Like, the dump-offs over the middle, Tariq Cohen's really good at. Um, Tariq Cohen can, I feel, is a better, is a different type of runner out of the backfield, too. Cordell Patterson's one of those dudes, like, just, like, give him a little bit of a lane and let him run full speed at it and see what happens. Like, that's that's what I think about Cordell Patterson. Tariq Cohen's a little bit different, but, like, you're right. It's, like, almost some of the same plays that we saw, like, were not working, were, like, happening when that when that would occur. So it's just, it is really interesting to watch like as we're starting to get used to like impact than a lot of people think. Yeah. Overall, my, my feeling was this. Um, There's something definitely wrong with the offense. The defense showed up and it was awesome. Khalil Mack should have had three sacks. Uh, The one penalty took it over or took or offset it. Um, Tristan Wurst had a rough night, which is, Oh yeah. You're Iowa boy, right? See, it was, it was crazy to me. Cause a lot of people were like, Oh, did that suck watching that? Like not. Nah, Cause it was against the bears. Like, yes, I root for him. I'm a big, obviously I'm a big Iowa guy. Um, I love him. I think he is a very good player. I think Khalil Mack is hard for anyone to guard. And he just like ragdolled him a couple of times. So I was like, dude, that, but, but that's your welcome to the league moment. You know, that's like, ah, yeah. you're, you're, you're in the pros now. Did you see the like the play where he tossed him to the ground? Oh, it was awesome. Yeah, it's I am literally watching it right watching it again right now. It's just like he literally just literally throws him over. He remember Tristan works three hundred and forty pounds. He's an offensive tackle for a reason. Was drafted really high. Like and Cole Mack is just and they okay so they asked Cole Mack about it after the game too in a press conference and they were like so like what happened like with that play and he goes oh I'm not gonna comment on that man he's like sometimes just things like that happen <laughs> like that's all Cole Mack said <laughs> I mean dude he looked like, he, he looked like a man out there and it was awesome it it, it was yeah, really good for him games, to have a big right? game 
it was this career one of those career rec or career games for Phil Mack where he's just a game wrecker. He literally just just decided like I'm gonna literally take over this game and be a force on every single play. Yeah, and it was awesome to watch. Yeah. Um. So the defense really really made me happy. The offense though, uh, even though we won, we still need work. I don't think anyone is, um, gonna disagree with me on that because. It's, it's been this way the whole year, maybe almost two years, you could say, where we haven't had an offense for four quarters. The four-quarter offense isn't always there. We're not scoring in every quarter. Um, we have these these like spurts, like these sprints almost, where we score a bunch of points, where you saw in this Tampa Bay game and you saw it in the Falcons game as well. Uh, so I want to get get that situated where, you know, we're done with these spurts and we're just going to be able to put a, a full game together. And that's why I was saying I, I can't tell if it's the quarterback play or if it's the like the game scheme and the game plan for the play calling, which I don't know. Right. I don't know. Yeah, it's weird, right? Like, that's what we've been asking for for, I feel like, two years. Like, can you, we put four quarters together? So, like, it's a still not see it. That's, like, where I start putting the blame on Natty a little bit. Like, we haven't seen the four quarters of this offensive genius, like, do it. But – I don't know. I, I think it's. I think it's both. I'm. T- I'm not totally sure, but it, like it's hard. To, it's hard to make comparisons as a Bears fan, right? Because like we haven't really seen four quarters of offense really ever. Maybe like that one year with Tressman when we had the number two offense, like, but that was 2012. So, like, <laughs> it's just it's it's tough to even like make comparisons. We don't even know what it's supposed to look like, you know? Yeah, that's a good point. Um, so. I mean, I think I think I'm I think I could speak for both of us that I'm high on the Bears going into uh-huh. the Panthers this weekend. Us being a two and a half point dog, uh, money line is only plus one eighteen at the moment on DraftKings. It could sway which um, what time you're looking at this. You're listening. Um, I think that that's showing though is a lot of people are calling us frauds for our record, and and I can agree with that just because of the way we've won games. We haven't we haven't blown people out. We haven't had that like crazy big win where you're like, wow, this team is legit. So I get that. Um, but I really am confident um, going into Carolina. I like this. I do like the Carolina Panthers. I do think they're a good team. I do think that um, our defense is going to, is going to cause some havoc again. I have very much confidence in our front line to cause some havoc again. I'm obviously not mm-hmm. saying that Khalil Mack's going to have, the game he just had because it's like you said i mean that's a career game that's right th- those like are what you want on your highlight reel so i'm not going to say he's going to have that again but i i see him to keep performing you know right. i'm not i'm not asking for three sacks a game i'm just saying i i think he's going to be a menace back there he's going to pressure the quarterback we're going to see how teddy teddy uh, deals with that um our offense, um, Carolina doesn't have the best defense. Uh, they don't have a very good secondary as well, so I expect us to air out the ball more. And right. they don't have the best run defense, so I'm hoping, I'm hoping that we can actually get the ball to work against a bad, a bad line. Because if we can't get it to work against them, then that's when we got to talk about, oh, we really can't run the ball. Okay, how do we fix that? So we got to see if it's maybe we're just going up against better defenses or if it's us. Right. So this will be the, the test, right, for the offense this game. And I think one thing you mentioned, um, I want to – one thing I had in my notes for, for for this exactly is that 
I saw that, like, basically everyone on their defensive line got injured this last game. And, like, they are, might not all be out for this next game. Like, I don't think all, all of them will be, but the fact that they're all going to be on the report all week and like having to rehab all various ailments on their d-line is a good sign especially because we haven't really talked about it like james daniels tore his pec so he's out he's done for the year now we got alex bard who is our undrafted guard going in for him he's gonna be starting for us now and we this is like if you got a warm-up game this is your warm-up game because it's not against the bucks or like uh the colts defense which are like really good defense yeah. So hopefully Alex Bars at left guard can make an impact, or at least like holds his own. Or, honestly, people are pretty high on him, so who knows? He could turn into something. Yeah. You know, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna, you know, I'm glass half full guy. I'll think about that. Yeah. You know, I'll, I'll put that in the mind. I mean, we're gonna bet him yes. either way, so it doesn't matter. So the story with Alex <laughs> Bars too is that so he was a Notre Dame lineman, which is like you know they are almost like Iowa level about putting out linemen. Um, this is the Notre Dame line. He injured his knee his last year, but he was like a projected third and fourth round guard pick in the draft. Injured his knee his last year at Notre Dame, then went undrafted, chose to go to the Bears because we had the old Notre Dame offensive line coach, Harry Heastand, who we just replaced. He chose to stay with the Bears over leaving to go to the Patriots this year. So, like, this dude has, like, got a lot of, like, good potential, but when he's played, like, I mean, his first play... I think he had a penalty, and then a second play, he gave up a sack, I believe, in this in this game. So like, like I, we could say like he's got like all the makings to be this up and coming guard, but uh, like we need to see it a little bit this upcoming this upcoming week. But like I said, their D line is injured. If there's a week to warm up, this is it. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. Um, yeah, yeah, so we're both high on the Bears. Let's get right into our locks of the week. So the locks of the week, um, Nick is five and zero. I know that I won mine last week, so I went to three and two. Johnny, I have no idea. Beer, I think you lost because didn't you take the opposite of Nick? Yeah, yeah. He, I really believe the Colts. I'm willing to to eat crow on that too because, like, I told Nick, like, don't bet Browns money line ever. <laughs> like, yeah. Just like ever, do not do it. Um, but no, I, I actually thought the Colts. I was surprised when i watched that youtube browns whole game like the goals kind of just looks sloppy i don't know but um let's see for locks of the week um i want to come i want to go through some of these like bigger ones because i'm like torn on a few mm-hmm. um i part of me thinks i i don't know i was looking at the, the brown Steelers. i don't know what you think about that one but so the way I think about that After game, watching the Brown, yeah, go ahead. I almost made it my lock of the week because the way that I'm trying to bet this year is anytime I think that there's a live dog. And so in the Raiders game, I actually said it on this podcast last week. I had it a part of my parlay, which hit again, um, plus 586. So come on. Um, uh-huh. If you have a live dog where you actually think like this team might win, this team could win. Why not? Like, why couldn't this team win? And you got to think. When you're getting three, four, almost five to one, that means that they just have to win, you know, what is it, for you to make your money. So if it's five to one, you have to win uh, once out of every, or two out of every ten games. It's like, yeah, I think that might be able to happen. Yeah, this this team could dog roll these guys, but, you know, I just need two times out of ten. And so that's why we took, sure. the, we took the Raiders. They ended up winning outright, but we took them at, plus 13 and a half because I was like, man, that's a lot of points. That's a lot of points in the NFL, especially in October. Yeah. We're not in week one. We're not in week two. I know this is a unique year, 
So the way I'm thinking of this is I think the Browns can win this game. Because I think the Browns can win this game, I'm okay with taking the Browns plus three and a half. However, if it was reversed, I would take whoever's getting points, I guess. So if the Steelers were getting three and a half, I'd say hammer the Steelers. But because the Browns are having it, I would say take that. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. After watching that Browns game, man, like, like are they legit? I don't even know, but like, I don't know. I think, I think, I think we could see them go toe to toe with the Steelers. I think they, their offense finally figured it out. Like, Stefanski needed a couple games, and now they're clicking. So, yeah, um, yeah, I'll go with that. We'll go with the the Browns plus three and a half. But do you? Have, yeah. So, but I still think there's a couple other ones on here that are that are really solid too. I don't know. I think I'm looking at like the Packers bucks. I think that's going to be interesting as well. I don't know what you think about that. I think the over is going to happen as well. What's the over in that game? It's got to be in the fifties. I assume it's 54. It's huge. It's huge. It's a a massive over. over, but I think it happens. I think it easily happens. It's a big over. We'll have to see on that one. That one I was really torn about. Um, I don't know. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is just on this crazy thing. Um, let's table the other ones. Let's finish up our lock. So mine is going to be the Detroit Lions minus three and a half against the Jaguars. If they don't cover three and a half against the Jaguars, who have lost three straight games to zero win teams, you are terrible and Matt Patricia should be fired. So he's playing for his job here. They're going to be playing well. They're going to win this game by 14. Um, Matt, or I'm sorry, Nick's pick looking to go six and zero. He has the Dolphins minus eight against, um, or is the Dolphins plus eight? Do you have his picks? Any? Do you have the uh, text up by any chance? My phone's using it to record. The for which which the I think Nick said the, the Nick had the Dolphins. If you can look at our text, they they sent oh. us their blocks. Let me see. Let me go dive in there. Uh, um, I believe he had the Dolphins. I thought he did too. Let me just double check. Yeah, Dolphins minus eight. eight. That's what he had. Okay, so he has Dolphins yeah. minus eight. And then what was Johnny's? Um, Johnny's was a parlay of Rams minus three and a half, Ravens minus seven and a half. Ravens play the yeah. Eagles. That's that's a good game. That's a bird watch. That's a bird watch game. It's bird on bird crime. Yeah. So Ray, yeah, that's true. We got, we got, we do have a bird watch game. Yeah. So that's definitely gotta check in there, make sure. Cool. Bears play at noon too, so we're gonna mm-hmm. have to slide back and forth at it. Yeah. What I've been doing is every time the Bears are at on a Sunday game at noon, I just have them on the main TV, and then on my computer I have the red zone. I try to make it fair. That's smart. I gotta do that. Yeah, I'd highly recommend it. Um, so Nick is really doing a heat check here. The fact that he just took the Browns money line versus the Colts. Which are, uh, one second. Wait, first the Colts. Yeah. So no, he, no, you're, no, your Dolphins. So it's Dolphins versus the Jets. No, I'm saying, I'm saying last week. Last oh. week he did a heat check because he did a heat check the day, uh, the week before with the uh, the Broncos versus the Jets, and then he did another heat check taking the the money line against the Colts, which I thought was crazy, and now he's taken. Even more, he the man is just shooting. He he's like Steph Curry. He's just going further and further back the court, shooting the ball. And so far, all they are swishes. So I can't even knock the man. I mean, if you bet this guy, 
you'd be up five units right now, whatever your units are. So on me, you'd be up one. On Johnny, you'd be losing money. On Beer, you'd be losing money. This guy's the only one crushing it here. So yeah. I want to think... I want to think he knows what he's doing, but I think because he doesn't know what he's doing, he knows what he's doing, if that makes sense. Exactly. Right, right, right. Yeah, it's one of those, like, it's so obvious that it's in front of us, but we always overthink it or something like that. So yeah. he's just, you know, he's crushing it. And Dolphins looked really good against the Niners. Um, so my the last game that I want to talk about is, what do you think about the next Monday game? The... What is it? It is Dallas versus the Cardinals. Let me see. Oh, yeah, Dallas versus Cardinals. Ooh, yeah, without Dak, right? Mm-hmm. Andy Dalton. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, their their team is pretty freaking loaded. That, like, I don't think there'll be, like, a huge drop-off. I mean, that's why you bring in Andy Dalton, right? So, um, I believe he's the highest-paid backup. I, I really do think that. I could be wrong, but I think he is the highest paid backup. Yeah, I think you're right because I know Foles getting paid seven. Um, okay, so interesting. I think, ooh, I don't know. I like that. I, I still, I'm always by the Cowboys. I always do, but then I get burned because I like will have weird faith in them. But even now, like maybe not. Maybe Cardinals. I like the Cardinals in it just because with a new quarterback, like I just I think it's too risky. But then again, we could see him absolutely ball out and be fine because the team is so loaded. Yeah, I'm, I like I I think this might be the game of the week just because it both teams can put up a lot of points. Um, they still put up points with Andy Dalton, the back uh, under center. They won the game. You know, they won the game, so that's still good. Uh, and you got to think that's that's Andy Dalton getting second string reps. Um, I don't even think he thought he was going to play this year. So I I think with a full week to prepare, well I guess it's a little less than a week, or no it's more than a week. Um, I I have faith in them. I think this game is going to be great. I wouldn't be surprised if it's a shootout. Yeah, I I bet it will be a shootout. I mean, look, this is Andy Dalton. He has experience with with the prolific wide receivers, and they got some legit ones on that team. Plus a running game and a good offensive line. Like like this is why you bring in. Like Andy Dalton is your backup. Like you won't, you ideally shouldn't, should not miss a beat on offense. Yeah, I. Oh man, I, I'm I'm pumped to watch this game. I don't know who I think is gonna win, and I don't want to give a pick at the moment against the spread to like bet on. Um, besides the over, because I do think it could possibly be a shootout. I don't know the over off the top of my head. I would be surprised if it's not in the fifties. Um, it's 54 and a half. Yeah, I was going to say, I'd be surprised if it's not in the 50s. Uh, that is a big number. The uh, Dallas defense stinks. They're terrible. Um, Cardinals defense is okay, but they give up a lot of easy points to rough teams. So we'll see. This this could be, you know, I don't know, man. I think it's going to be a really fun game to watch. I wouldn't be surprised if Kyler Murray's running, Andy Dalton's slinging the ball. Uh I mean, the fact that you have, what do they have? They have Gallup, CeeDee Lamb, Amari Cooper. He's got, and then you get Zeke out of the backfield. Like, he's got so many options that it's scary. Right. Not to mention a very good offensive line as well. Yes. Like I said, he shouldn't miss a beat. Like, he's got the the team around him to keep up in a shootout. It just all depends. Like, if 
And he told him shit's the bed, then we know all about him. We know enough about him at that point. Yeah. Uh, who yeah. knows? But I like I like the Cardinals just because like their team is not starting a new starting quarterback. You know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and DeAndre Hopkins is so good, and it's <gasps> scary how good he is. That one-handed catch, or like the one body catch over the shoulder, was so sick. With two guys on him, was so sick, nasty. I thought about getting a COVID test. Just because of how sick that was. <laughs> it was so nasty. It was crazy. Like, yeah, I genuinely no, was like, how I the hell did you catch that? He's he's literally on another planet. I got him in one of my fantasy leagues. I actually have, in my fantasy league, I got Kyler Murray and uh, DeAndre Hopkins. So it's like, it almost feels like that Brady year in, like, 2007 where he had, like, Randy Moss mm-hmm. on his team. And he just started, he dropped, like, what, Randy Moss scored 20 touchdowns. But my dad had... Brady and Moss on the same team that year and like kept showing me the points they would just put up together, which is beat other teams. Yeah. So it's just, it's like, it's so fun to watch. Like nobody really expected him to go to a new team and like be this good, but it just shows how good DeAndre Hopkins is. And it just just shows that the Texans are idiots. Yeah. Oh, I mean, they're so stupid. Why would you, I still sit here. I can't believe the Texans. We talked about this before. They don't have their first two picks in the draft. (laughs) <laughs> Dude, it's insane. Brian, he's done now. He's gone. Oh yeah, he's gone. We got um, the revival of Romeo Cornell down there. And, yeah, uh, at least they won a game. I told you, man. I was like, Hungry Dog runs faster, but they are a starving dog in a desert with no water for a month. Like they were, if they lost that game, it would have been so bad. So I'm so glad they won and they covered. Yeah, and they yeah absolutely, and they did they did their job. They covered. Mm-hmm. So um, and at this point, you know. Just kind of wishing them like that they don't just implode on this year, but it's kind of ironic that the one game Bill O'Brien leaves is the game that they win. <laughs> yeah, I loved so. it though, and I don't even hate Bill O'Brien. It's just with the things he did with the team and them not winning. It's like it's like um, the Raiders, okay, with Gruden. Like he made a lot of crazy changes. He got rid of Khalil Mack. He got rid of Amari Cooper. If they weren't winning games, you'd be saying the exact same thing. You know, right. he's he's a little bit more touted, and, you know, people like him a little bit more. But because remember, when when we were having rough times after the Khalil Mack trade, I just couldn't remember thinking like, oh, man, we still don't have a first round pick. We still don't have a first round pick like that sucks. That sucks. We need one. And so it's like we're doing fine, but I know what they're feeling. And I'm like, man, that sucks. Hope you guys get through it. And you will. I mean, you they'll, they'll, they'll get through it. Sean Watson's still good. He still has a couple of Aaron throws, but I still like him. Right. And, yeah, I know it's, it's tough. I remember back when we didn't have our first and second pick, and I was, like, doing research on running backs, knowing we'd take one in the third, and we got Dave Montgomery that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's just, like – so, like, the interesting thing you mentioned the Raiders, too, is with John Gruden, is that he bought he brought in, my what was his name, um, from NFL Network to be his GM. Um, but, like, he needed that. He needed someone to be the GM and, like, not – basically, he was king in, in, for the Texans. He was the GM and, um, the, and the head coach. So, he was in charge of player personnel and everything. So, like, even John Gruden couldn't handle that. He had to bring in a GM to kind of manage things in the back end. So, I just think it, like, goes to show that – if you're not like Belichick, it's really tough to do anything like that close to a full like, like monarchy of your team. Yeah, no, you <laughs> you you gotta you know you gotta have the checks and balances. Cause sometimes you 
you, you almost need a fresh set of eyes and things because sometimes you think something's really shiny and then you ask someone, you're like, dude, that's not as cool as you think. So, so right. I like that. <laughs> you got to do it. Exactly. Um, exactly. You need that check for sure. But yeah. Yeah. So let's go bears. Um, that's all I have this week. Um, it is a little bit shorter of an episode. Um, we do have, however, a huge special guest coming this Thursday. The podcast will be up on either Friday or Saturday. Um, I'm not going to give any spoilers uh, who it is, but it is a fantastic interview. Uh, super excited to have him on. And I really think all of you guys will love it as well. So we're super excited for that. We will have Johnny in studio for that. Um, and then next week we'll have everyone back in studio um, beer will go back to not just having to call my speaker phone. <laughs> um, um, but it was nice to take a trip down memory lane and, you know, don't get too humble or don't get, uh, or stay humble and get back to your roots. But, you know, uh, go bears this weekend, uh, be safe yeah. out there, have a good time and we will see you guys next week. All, All right. right. All right.